You know what I did uh, over the course of Christmas and then finished it uh, this weekend? What's that? Beat Street Fighter V's cinematic story experience, finally. With every character? Well, a cinematic story experience is, is just, it's a story. So it gives you the character to play at that particular moment. Hmm. That was like the add-on, remember, when everyone complained that there was oh, yeah, no yeah. single-player mode? And so they were like, fine, and they put in this horrible cutscene, like, <laughs> made with the character models, yeah, horrible sc- voice acting story thing. I saw screenshots of that, and um, I was like, man, I haven't oh, seen anything like yeah. that. And uh, uh, Bruce Green is busy. I think that's yeah, yours. He's doing work. Uh, um, Adam, Adam was taking a little pissy piss. And then, uh, but I beat all of that. And then I went in and I did every single individual character story. Okay. Which like varies from two matches to like three matches with a cutscene, like a drawn illustrated cutscene beforehand. Is that How, game uh, out already? Street Fighter Five. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Um, because it gives you fight money. How groundbreaking and were these stories? They change when. Your- uh, Life perspectives. That's like the most efficient way to get fight money is by doing all that stuff. Yeah. And when they switch over to arcade edition, that opportunity to get fight money is going to be gone. Oh. So I'm trying to like save oh, up so that way I can buy stages and stuff for free. Nice. But when just, that fight money is gone, can you even spend fight money at that point? It's not gone. They're just changing how you earn it. Oh. Okay. So you just won't be able to earn it in those like super quick get rich schemes. You have to do fight they, money mode. Are they locking characters out of uh, Dragon Ball Fighter? I mean, there's DLC characters, yeah. There's a season's worth of characters. When is that game? Next 26th. Soon. The 26th, yeah. Yeah. No no Switch announcement, right? Mm-hmm. Not yet. PC, though. Would you want to play that on Switch? Just while we're flying, yeah. I guess... I, 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 did, I, play, I play Street Fighter on Switch. The old yeah. one? Yeah, Street Fighter 2. I don't know. I mean... I feel like you could get away with it. It wouldn't be perfect, but... Well, that is a great way to describe relationships... Welcome to a uh, always open bowl of dude soup. <laughs> the Switch being a shitty console is a good one. Do it on a plane is what he meant. Okay. Oh, well, there's that, yeah. But also, works good enough. Good enough to get the job done. Uh, I'm your host and romantic guru, nope. Lawrence Sontag. It's not true. Uh, yep, romantic partners, you can count on one hand. But at least you can count them. Uh, we got the uh, sexpert James Willems. Yep. The... Uh, Omar Day, arms full of arms full of sex. Nice. Am I right? And the, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with this. I was knocking it out of the park. Let's do it. Uh, one more. Never stops getting laid, Adam Kovic. How's there that? Yeah. I once got one knuckle deep into fifth base. Cool. Yeah. Man, you Who's found that? genitals that were not even on you the can't field. See, you can't see it because there's a mannequin behind us. You can't yeah. see the door. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's the mannequin? Is it blocking? Yeah, it's perfect. Sweet. Oh, yeah, we also have Mannequin. Mannequin will show up in a video eventually. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by two very fine sponsors, Dollar Shave Club and Casper. You can get the Dollar Shave Club starter set for $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. And then you can get $50 towards select mattresses by going to casper.com slash dudesoup and using promo code dudesoup at checkout. More information on those sponsors later. And a quick note. Uh, so last week we had three sponsors, thus it was an hour and a half podcast. This week we have two. Which means it'll be around 60 minutes, but I'm not going to cut it off uh, if there's conversations happening. Even though, man, we got a lot of shit to do. Whoo, baby! We got a live show coming up. Oh. Yeah, just a lot of work. Outside of work, we have work. Yeah. It's good, though. Even more work. It's coming together. It is. I'm I'm laughing at my own stuff now. Yeah. That's always a fun transition point when you can see your ideas start to be real. and, And then they entertain you, which is a good indication that it'll entertain somebody else. It's good. Uh, but let's, uh... Let's let's step fa- uh, foot first into some real hot internet shit. 
Uh, so Babe published an article titled, I went on a date with Aziz Ansari. It turned into the worst night of my life. Good title. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, um, the article is of a, of a certain type. Uh, it definitely, I'm not going to say it has an agenda because there are people saying that I'm not going to go there. I'm actually not going to go anywhere with this. Um, mostly what I'm going to describe is how I, you know, I read it. And to me, this article was very much young people figuring things out. Um, which is not to excuse any of it. If any wrongdoing happened, I'm not trying to make excuses in any way, but I think it predicates an interesting conversation, not necessarily about the power dynamics between man and woman, not about any of that shit. No, this is much more, uh, personal. This is about me now. Um, uh, it, it hit a chord with me because as, uh, as some people would call it like witch hunt culture or whatever, um, or as other people would call it like progression towards actual justice culture, as the as the amount of call outs on men increase, it reminds me of when I was young and I was terrified of dating, uh, which is not to say that it's women's responsibility to make me feel accepted and that I, I'm allowed to date. It's just more the process that I went through, specifically being a nerd, uh, like I assume all of us would probably self self classify as. Uh, I didn't have a lot of <laughs> sorry, James. Yeah, very <clears throat> rusty. These, these three well-dressed men I almost finished Dragon Ball Z Kai season Ooh. two. This weekend. That's cool. I restarted rewatching Battlestar Galactica. Oh, definitely so, not nerds. <laughs> uh, the, I mean, both of those things are fine examples. When I was growing up, I consumed media. I didn't really have friends that dated. My dad didn't really like sit me down and tell me any good love and advice. So I didn't have any experiences or even information to draw from when I was trying to figure out where boundaries are, how I should act, how I should approach women, like how to receive rejection well. I didn't get any anything of that. It was mostly just trial and error. And lo and behold, when you error with other people, things get awkward and potentially damaging. You know, you know what I learned in high school? Though? I've talked about this before. When I discovered that all the drama majors and theater kids were all boning each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through a similar thing with you, Lawrence, same as you, Lawrence, where I was like, I was this nerd or a closeted nerd or whatever it was, like, because I was still like playing football and all these other things. Uh, there's a Harry Crumb comic that illustrated it perfectly where there's this like, like really ugly guy who goes, no one loves me for who I am. And then there's this girl next to him who goes, but I love you. He goes, yes, but you're ugly. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, mm-hmm. it's funny you bring that up. It uh, is like the perfect thing where I feel like wait, Harry, my life probably would have been less stressful had I. Harry Crumb? Have no, I, no, no. You need the comic artist. The comic artist, yeah. I think what I, I was trying to immerse my world of like, <sighs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a frightening art style. Robert Crumb? Oh, is it Robert Crumb? I'm uh-huh. sorry. Uh, my, we show half crumbs. of this. Yeah, I don't know. This oh yeah, you don't want to look at. Uh, you don't want to look at this, later on. <laughs> balls in there. Yeah, you might want to snatch away. comics. Hold on, let me. Let me either way, yeah, over the it, other yeah, put it off somewhere else. For a I, was saying, I think I'm, I'm not. I, this is probably all sounding horrible, but I think I was trying to make my standards too high, but in a way that mm. it was like I need to date the cheerleader. But I was like, that was so out of my league. And then even in hindsight, I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't go for that world or whatever. I just I ended up. Being with someone who made me happy. Wasn't you didn't go like, for it or you didn't attain it? Hmm. Uh, I mean, like, I didn't, I was also, I was the thing I was like, Lawrence, where I was like, sort of like, I didn't pursue people. I wasn't, I wasn't uh, majorly alpha or anything. I wasn't like, yo, girl, we're dating. I was always kind of like, hey, how you doing? And if there was nothing there, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out, bye. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so like, I, I wouldn't say I was like frightened of women, but I was just like, I wasn't, I wasn't a go-getter, so to speak. But uh, I was obviously lonely. Yeah. We well, all were. I mean, jerking off into a petri dish every other week. Oh uh, yeah, trying to test samples, see where the strong boys yeah, are. Preserve my children. Did you? Uh, so, Adam, when you were younger, did you 
were you at all confused uh, about the process? Because speaking personally, I was desperate for any kind of feedback. Uh, like, hmm. I, I just like, tell me what I'm doing wrong, which is something you can't really ask. Uh, so I can like figure out what parts of me are broken so that I can finally attract uh, a woman. Uh, well, so that a, I can... That's like a level of consciousness that I don't think I even no one I has didn't, I didn't have until like a year ago. Really? <laughs> well, it's it's right. weird. It's weird. And this may be a Lawrence thing. But you think that the issue is only ever with you. Well, yeah, that was a point it, I was going to get to. But is romance that... is romance and dating is a two way street. You're dealing with two very complex things that are trying to figure out if their gears match metaphorically mm-hmm. and literally. Um, and so when you're tr- when you're constantly taking it introspectively and saying, how did that interaction go? And what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. So that way the next person can go. It's like the next person is going to be different. You know, no. you just need to figure out. I, I've always said, and I don't have a lot of dating experience. I don't know that I was necessarily like sitting there like, oh, no, please notice me or whatever. Like, I don't know. I just didn't. I just I was like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I wasn't necessarily confident in who I was, but I think I was doing pretty well for someone who was like 15 or 16. And like, I'm I'm living, I was pretty good about going, I'm living a good life right yeah. now. We'll see how things pan out over the next 10 years, but I'm living a good life right now. And I'm doing things that make me happy. But it's just to know that these experiences are supposed to help you figure out how you're going to become a more confident person. And then ultimately when things work out, you know how to present yourself to someone so that way they can accurately decide whether or not they want to be with you. Mm. And then hopefully they'll be giving you the same kind of reception and then you can determine if you want to be with them. I was I like just, yeah, middle school and high school were weird because it was always sort of like an unspoken thing for me. It wasn't like let's fill out the paperwork and you know, we are now a date. We are now dating. It was like, it just sort of happened. It was like one day you're just kind of holding hands with a different girl. And then like mm-hmm. you get tired of each other and then you're like, all right, moving on. And like, mm-hmm. that was, that was it. It was weird. It was like being in a relationship is really weird when you're young because you don't, you don't really do anything other than like, maybe you hang out. If you hang out after school, mm-hmm. it's like, Whoa, yeah. next <clears throat> level. It's, it's crazy. Weird. It's weird because all of my, early it's not even dating but all of my like early girlfriends or whatever from like elementary school were formal processes (laughs) it was like write the note yes no yeah it was very formal or or her friend would come to you and go this person wants to be your girlfriend do you consent and then you would go (laughs) i do and then you go to like behind the slides and then there would be like a witness from either side and they go together you are now girlfriends and then the two of you would high five and then not interact for the rest of the day yeah you know like you'd like you're like all right i need to go home and write a note so that i have a note to give them tomorrow i think i had like a girlfriend or whatever in middle school like at the beginning of the day and then we were broken up by the end of the day like it was one of those where it's like i think we had like danced once at a a school dance Mm -hmm. that we had and I was like, wow, I really like that girl. And the next day we're like, yeah, we're pretty cool. And by the end, she's like, I don't think we can be together. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, that was it. Yeah. The formality like, of that is really funny to me. Because like, for me, it was like, oh, we just uh, stopped talking to each other or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, that, you'd go a couple days, be like hanging out, holding hands. And then yeah. the next day, you just wouldn't see each other. And that would be the end of it. Well, there was, there was a situation with me <laughs> where shortly, shortly before summer break, it was like, and I thus decree that you shall be boyfriend and girlfriend. And I was like, cool. You know, she always seemed cool all year. Seemed cool. So that's cool. We're boyfriend and girlfriend now. And summer break happened. And I'm like, I don't own a phone. <laughs> I, I don't own a car. That's the end. Like, that's the yeah, end of it. And then the I came back it. the next she year. I came back like, at the end of the next school year. And then one of her friends was like, just so you know, you guys are broken up because you didn't talk to her all summer. And I was like, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. She never I, gave I, me a phone number. I assume that was the case. <laughs> like, like. It, um, but to your point, Lawrence, what I feel like is happening, this I think plays into the Aziz and Sorry thing, which is, from, from what I understand, a very some private thing that it's yeah. just. I it, it, it's the information age we live in right now, where it's like you're kind of just putting everything up there. People are just Snapchatting and live streaming their sex lives and stuff. It's like it's just everything's out there, which is weird. But I guess that's just sort of what's becoming. So. Yeah, relationships are really awkward when you're young, and I think for a lot of people when you're older, because maybe sometimes you don't mentally mature or physically mature, or I think that it, it's been the same, I think, for years and years, but maybe it's just it's a bit more public now hmm. that, yeah, people are awkward in relationships. And then well, like, I mean, why else would Tinder and all that shit yeah. exist if people weren't awkward Man. getting well, older they, and being lonely? And, and I'm glad we're skipping up a bit. I didn't really... I mean, as much as as much as schoolyard romance is is delightful, um, I I feel like there's more value to be gained in the like twenties era, uh, because that's when it starts to get really fucking complicated. When you have to sort of merge your own. Oh, real quick, I also found these weird videos. Uh, so, gentlemen watching, direct your attention to the lower left, because there are uh, subliminal videos on YouTube that will hype you up and turn you into a sex magnet. This could work for women too. I, I hope so. Was there some nips there? I can't. There might be man nips, and it's going so fast that Maybe. I think I'm seeing. Wait, uh, what is this supposed to do? This uh, this this will subliminally train you to be a alpha male, so <laughs> that you will then be able to bang all the ladies you what want. What if you keep looking at the dude that pops in twice on the left? <laughs> what does that say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how ripped is he? Yeah. Ooh, nice shirt. Yeah. Um. But to, to all your point, the 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 awkwardness is something that I wanted to address because being reared on media, um. There, there is no awkwardness. And, and, and even then, the narrative that it tells you is, is busted. Uh, there's this idea that, that once two people who are fated for each other find each other, there may be some external circumstances that get in the way, maybe a misunderstanding or two, but their relationship is usually like supposed to be windswept and perfect. Essentially, it's like they were made for each other, so there's no awkwardness, there's no difficulty communicating, there's none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And oddly, particularly with Aziz Ansar, he, he, with his show, tried to depict actual relationships and how messy and broken they can be, how awkward, how communication can be really different. Holy fuck, this is distracting. You can, you can stop yeah. Yeah, yeah. at any time. Well, there's there's actually like whole playlists of this stuff. It was it was a weird hole to fall down. It's frightening. This um, is some weird like alpha male like buy powder to get testosterone yes. or something. So, Ooh, I feel like I'm going to be pro- pre-programmed now to shoot yeah. somebody. It's like, yeah, bro, are. let's go watch some Entourage <laughs> later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what? Well, it's it's I think it speaks to a uniquely male uh, idea that you can oh Jesus is doing it again yeah um, that you can you can perform a set of moves you can operate a a, a, a relationship as though it's a machine yeah. and arrive at the same result no matter what it, like a relationship is not like fixing a car and furthermore to to think about it that way oh I am vibration alpha male I always think of the self help tape Carl gets or Carl gives the uh, the super spore from Aqua Teen Hunger Force I don't even remember mm, that so episode weird. it's the mm. one where it's like he sounds kind of like Japanese, but mm-hmm. they put a little helmet on him and they were trying to teach him English and everything he's learning is like, like you have nice dress, look better on my floor. And it's just like, <laughs> it's all about like how to make the woman yours. And it's just yeah. like, God, yeah, I love Aquatine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, so in the interest of, of maybe destroying this conception of a, of a good relationship or of good dates, I'm at least, and I invite you guys to do so as well at, at your discretion and at your comfort. Um, Jesus Christ, it's going again, man. I'm getting programmed over here. Uh, share share some of my horrible dates, or, or at least just asynchronous dates. I think is how I describe them, where where the two people aren't on the same level and and 
sometimes that's just how it goes. And, and it's, it's not that that's anyone's fault is another weird thing to get to. So let me see here. Oh, yeah. So one of the first times I can recall. Uh, so maybe a bit of backstory. So it's no surprise that I've, I've had like self-esteem issues for a while. I feel like a lot of people probably do in their own way. Anyway, um, after going through like the entirety of high school without any dates or any attention from women, at least the ones that I was paying attention to or would acknowledge, which is pretty shitty in retrospect. Uh, I basically was developing a complex. Essentially, I didn't feel attractive. I was also cra- crazy overweight and had mounds of uh, personality flaws. But to me, that, you know, doesn't matter if, if you've been told that all you have to do is not be the worst individual and you'll eventually get a woman or get a date. So I needed that validation, but it wasn't coming partially because I needed it. Uh, but I remember I went on a double date with a friend and his girlfriend. And I was like, I had a crush on some other girl. So my head was just not there, even though some part of my brain, when I picked her up in my shitty car, I was like wearing a nice suit because we were going to go see West Side Story at a Bass Hall in Fort Worth. Very exciting. Anyway, uh, Jeez, you just kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the you show least, was pretty good. Do you at least have a towel for the seat? No, oh, okay. and I think some of the springs a were towel poking for, through for your car seat. Focus well, for her when she gets West crazy wet. Story when she sees oh. all those tight pants dudes dancing around. Yeah, there were a lot of tight pants dudes. Uh, so I picked her up. We we drove and like it's weird because in retrospect all the pieces were there, but at the time I was so fucking stupid I couldn't realize it. Since my mind was fixed on something else. I did, I accidentally did the one thing that everyone always tells you to do, which is be yourself. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't pretending. I was just sort of talking, uh, talking to her like she was a person because being young and male, when I didn't see her as a sexual object, I saw her as a person, which is real shitty. Uh, but there's a phase that a lot of dudes go through where, you know, sex is a conquest or it's, uh, it's something that you want to, you have a hunger and you just basically want to consume it. So it's kind of like a sandwich. Um, which is shitty, but this is me being honest. Uh, so, yeah, we talked and we were, like getting along pretty well. Went through the entire show. The entire time, my mind was transfixed with this this other girl that I would, had a stupid obsession with. Drove her home, dropped her off. Everything was perfectly fine. I was like, hmm, that was a cool night, but it wasn't with the person that I wanted it to be. And then like a couple of days later, uh, a friend of a, like a, one of my friends, she was friend of friend told me that like, yeah, she like, she really enjoyed her evening and she was disappointed that you didn't like go inside with her. And like that, I was not prepared for that information at all. Cause I was like 19, still hadn't gotten laid, still super awkward. Had the, had the car with the, the spring poking through the seat. And to, to be told that like when I wasn't trying or wasn't like working my A game, even though I didn't have that, that somehow at that point, that was when I got the validation I was looking for, but also at the same time, my brain rejected it because it thought it wasn't supposed to get it that way. So here I had evidence that no, a girl actually did like you and probably wanted to spend the evening with you, but my brain just like rejected it because it was an outright contradiction to all the rules that I thought I had learned about dating and relationships. Oh, you can also dispel the myth that getting laid once magically makes you Mr. Cool. That's absolutely true. It was like, first time I have sex is weird. <laughs> You're like, I mean, maybe not for, you know, cool guys over here, but yeah. um, I just remember like, I didn't flip a switch the next day and been like, like strutting down the hallway, like check me out. I was just like, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure what I was doing was right. You know, I don't know. I was just doing what the porno showed me. Yeah. Where do you think you got all your rules from Lawrence from movies and TV? Absolutely. From media. From, from like actual movies and TV or like Adam said, like porn, pornography. And stuff? Oh, I know. I didn't have porn. I love Jesus way too much. Also. 
didn't have barely internet. Like I got internet when I was like 16, which means that's when I learned what female genitals looked like and how sex works. So that was pretty late in the game. Um, that's wild. Your parents never gave you the book. Like here's my body and how is it changing or whatever? No, they were, they love Jesus a lot. (laughs) And hates puss. (laughs) Jesus hates puberty. He forsakes the puss. Uh, kids are going to bang. What are you going to do? Can't stop it. Well, I mean, I think building on kind of that, there's an inherent flaw in most people's thinking that I think precedes media. I think the media is just a reflection of it. It's a cultural thing that's existed for thousands and thousands of years that a relationship is something you get or acquire, hmm. which is never the case. And and I think in your specific example, uh, disregarding probably your other neuroses and what have you, and that like those things fell to the wayside when you just act when you weren't even thinking about it. Um, a relationship is supposed to be two people that enjoy each other's company that you kind of just get to a point where you decide, oh, I enjoy your company the most. Thus, we're both going to make a mutual decision, maybe not at the same time. Mm-hmm. But at some point, are those things, those decisions will line up and we'll decide that we just want to spend time with each other the most. But how do you even get there? You know, like I, well, I did it slow like, over time by being uh, yourself and by them being their self and feeling comfortable. And right. But like, you know. but if you're, I, I was like Lawrence too, where it was like, you know, you're nervous about doing it. You don't really know what to, what to do or what, how to do it. And then you're like, how do you get a girl to come and hang out with you? And then you can be yourself for X yeah. amount of time that, until you guys realize you like each other. The, I mean, the problem yeah. is the getting part. Yeah. You think of it as an acquisition when honestly, if you don't, if you don't, spend time around people that's the bigger issue Mm -hmm. if you're so isolated in your own life that you aren't in social circles meeting new people meeting like catching up with people conversing with people on a regular basis and and almost even worse if those people are only people that are exactly like you to say your gender or your uh, race or your creed your religion or anything like that like you may be severely limiting yourself but if you just make an effort, the only effort I would say is try and spend time meeting more people mm-hmm. and treating those people like other human beings. And along the way, there may be people that without your necessar- necessary intention or goal, you'll discover you really like spending time around. And then you continue to do it. Like, that's just kind of how it'll go. And maybe things will change and then that'll something will happen and then it won't continue. But like, that's that should be a more... Uh, more depicted way of how relationships evolve mm. and happen. There's mm. a there's a perception of I want to get a girl, I want to get laid, or I want to get a boyfriend, or I want to get married. And mm. getting is not is not the healthy part of it. Getting it means means it's feel like it's something you don't have. You should acquire, and you have to you have to work to acquire. When honestly, if you're yourself <laughs> and you're socializing, then it's something that just will maybe happen yeah. like would, the, that just, part is the hardest part though socializing absolutely. with people especially oh, as yeah. you get older mm-hmm. like yes be, yeah. like when you're young in high school or whatever you're constantly meeting new people you're in situations where you meet new people but like like me i've been single for a long time now and it kind of it bums me out sometimes mm-hmm. and part of that is like social anxieties and stuff like that play into that but also i have a job i go to i have the same group of people that i see every day i go home i walk my dog i do that stuff like I don't have as many opportunities to meet new people mm-hmm. to to organically build relationships like that. It's, no, yeah, it's I a mean, big reason why a lot of people date in the workplace because like these are the only people you yeah. see, 
and it's sort of it's kind of and we like only have school. white bearded dudes yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean um no i mean but I think that's that's part of it, though. Like, if you're thinking, I want to get a girlfriend, not you specifically, right, but right. someone is thinking, I want to get a girlfriend, mm-hmm. that's like saying, uh, I want to um, invest, or I want to, like, ha- be able to retire by the time I'm this, and you don't have a job, right? Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're two steps ahead of the process. There's a whole other thing, a whole other phasing of it that you're missing that is just going to hamper the way you believe this whole thing works. And I, I can't speak to this because I know everyone's tried different things, but also I think like online dating, I at least feel like has skewed everything in a weird way only because I've seen people who I know basically deny someone because I don't like the way they look. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, oh, that's yeah, become that's, insanely yeah. superficial. Yeah. yeah but Where I, I'm just saying like, I, I never did the online dating. It was just, I met people and uh, I've, I've known this for years to having an online social presence was like, Sometimes the photo you put up, may, you may think looks good, but maybe isn't the most flattering, you know? Well, yeah. And to have someone just instantly judge you and go, no, and you're like, hey, you, you, do, you know, I have a great personality. You know, you should get to me. That, that's what I always felt like was my strong suit growing up was I never thought I was a good looking guy. I just had a complex. I always thought I was overweight or whatever and thought I was ugly. And I was always like, I'm going to make up for it with my sense of humor. I'm going to make girls laugh. I'm going to be the funny guy. And then that didn't work. And that didn't work out either. <laughs> so I just said, look at my dick. I, but I mean, work. I think I think the online dating thing, I would say, and a different perspective, diff, works for different people. I would say that is a form of socialization, but yeah. you should treat it similarly. Uh, the problem uh, is, interrupt. Can you, James? Can you scoot this way? Yeah, yeah. Real quick? The Sorry. problem is the, the marketing of some of those those online dating apps as ways to get women or ways to get guys. Right? Like, if you thought of it as socialization, and the pitch was want to meet people, but you're really fucking busy. Mm-hmm. then maybe you'd be a little less inclined to swipe off someone that you don't find attractive. If you go out to a bar with the intention of meeting someone and there's someone that you think is ugly on the other end of the bar, you're not going to go, maybe talk to that girl. You're just going to do that math already in your mm-hmm. head. But if your intention is not to get laid, get a girlfriend, just meet people and socialize and kind of have human interactions, then that's not going to hamper you anyway. And then who knows what you can discover about said person or or whatever. You know, yeah. like... Unfortunately, and this is, like I said, it precedes media, but something like Tinder is like, here's a way to get like a girlfriend or here's a way to get a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. If if it was just you, you like, are you busy, but you really just want to have conversations with human beings? Like, here's an app where you can do it. These other people are looking to hang out somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not going to be you going paying for a location. Pick a place. You'll split the tab in the app afterwards or whatever, like. And then it's just, you go and have a conversation with someone. Or, let's group. Here's a group of seven. Let's all go to a place and do it. I think it'd be way less daunting. Well, I guess, like, my question for you, Omar, what's more important, an attractive person or someone who has liked interests? I mean, definitely like interests. Yeah. I I feel like a long time ago. like a rack that won't quit. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. You know, always have that one thing. (laughs) Um, I was going to say, like, so, like, things, you, you love your dog, Bender. Like, I don't know, maybe it's something where, like, if you volunteered on weekends to like at a dog shelter or something like that, you might need some, like it's, it's this weird thing. I, this is just where my mind goes because I feel like the online dating thing is sort of like cheating, but it also, I think at the same time you're getting too specific and too granular. And then you might end up looking for something too specific and you will never find it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's just like, I, I feel like the best relationships are the ones that you, that happen on accident where you just happen to meet someone somewhere and you go, Oh, you love dogs? I love dogs. Like, let's walk our dogs on the weekend. And then 
You know, let's go see a movie. Let's hang out. And it's not so much of like, like the original, you know, James moment where we, it's no longer high school where I go, you are now dating. Yeah. The, the app says you are perfect for each other. It's like, I don't know if that always works. I feel like the more organic stuff is sort of where you need to be, but it's hard if you are stuck in a social uh, hole and it's hard to get out um, well, because was, home is comforting. Well, yeah, that's exactly how I feel like before, like, you know, high school, that, you know, those two semesters that I went to college, meeting new people, hanging out, like finding like-minded people to do stuff with was easy. But now, like as I'm, and, and you know, I'm 35 now, my birthday was a couple days ago, like 35, I, f- I feel like milestones are starting to be hit for me where I don't meet new people anymore. Like mm-hmm. I, those, those opportunities don't organically happen for me anymore. And like having to do something going out of my way is daunting, mm-hmm. you know, it's really hard. And like, I don't even know, I don't really even know what to do to do that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, I think human nature is just for most people to default, find something that's comfortable that you can turn into a routine mm-hmm. and then, and then constantly sit in that routine thinking about how much you hate it <laughs> and how you're stuck in it. Right. Like that's just, I think that's human nature. I think everyone does it no matter how good or bad they have it. Um, but you can only change things by breaking it and building new routines until you're tired of that. So, I mean, like, kind of like Adam said, it's like fucking sucks, but maybe, yeah, like not you specifically, but someone has to find something to do to change about the way they go about their day Mm -hmm. that includes socialization and maybe new socialization. Hmm. I don't know. That's we're getting steps away from the relationship aspect that I know you wanted to discuss, but I think there's some hurdles like, yeah, like Like you said, it's like two steps before the problem. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think a lot of people get frustrated with the prospect of that, that first initial break in their routine so then they think about the next, the acquisition phase of it, and then it muddles everything up, I, I personally. So, Oof. I so I'm just I'm looking at all these videos, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, they're intense, man. Yeah. The, the poor mindset of someone to be like, I must, I must acquire this thing. Mm-hmm. It will, it will go on my mantle, and it will sit there. You're like, mm. all right, Rivers mm-hmm. Cuomo, chill out. Or the, just the the idea that you can shortcut anything, the um. Well, uh, real quick, what you can shortcut is trips to the store for razors. Nice. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, I got a good point. I'll get to that in just a minute. But uh, first, this podcast is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. Um, certainly, <laughs> certainly when you're getting out in the dating field, be well-groomed, please. Um, uh, I guess I've known a lot of people, myself included, who, um, speaking of being reared on media, uh, grew up with a lot of media basically saying that your greatest virtue is being true to yourself. Do not ever lie and try to pretend to be somebody else. So the way I interpreted that is when I'm dating, I should just wear the same shit clothes I always do. Uh, I should not shower for 10 days. Well, I usually (laughs) showered, but but essentially I I didn't make any effort to uh, try and be more presentable. And and I also, you know, when I was doing online dating, it was the same thing. Please make the effort because my God, it it is appreciated, especially when you consider the other like that your potential partner might not put the effort out for you. And Dollar Shave Club is one way you can do that. It was a little circuitous, but please shave is essentially what I'm saying. Or trim, uh, groom. These fine gentlemen here are all good examples of, of great uh, beard hygiene. Um, but Dollar Shave Club has more than just shaving accessories. In addition to shave cartridges, they also sell uh, products for your skin, your face, for the shower. They got body wash. They got butt wipes. They got everything. Have you guys ever used the butt wipes? Mm-hmm. Yes. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, the one wipe, Charlie. It's great. Have you ever peppermint? had peppermint? 
oh, up man. in there. Mm. Oh man, make you feel like a king. Yeah. <laughs> that smells good. <laughs> that that slight tingle. Mm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Refreshes you. Uh, now's a great time to give Dollar Shave Club a try. You can get a uh, starter pack with all of those products. Uh, they got body wash, the the wipes, uh, cartridges, shave balm, all that stuff for just five dollars. Five dollars for a complete array of of uh, uh, hygiene and beauty products. Even if you're a dude, please make the effort to look nice when you go outside. Uh, so, and you can get that by going to dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Once more, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Five bucks. Experiment a little bit. Make yourself pretty. I promise you'll enjoy it. It's okay to, it's okay to feel pretty. It's okay to feel nice. Uh, just shave a little bit. Well, thank you, Dollar Shave Club, for the sponsorship. Hopefully it'll help all of you guys get, get your game tight. Uh, and I, yeah, a brief apology to the people watching live. The, the YouTube videos apparently were blaring raunchy techno oh, and no. since i have the speakers turned down here i didn't hear it so i'm sorry about that but it's muted now should all be good we could see this eagle flying around uh to to teach us to be alpha males uh oh yeah so um omar i i empathize thoroughly with where you're at um when i when i graduated college uh i got a job and it was it was in programming so there weren't a whole lot of ladies to to chat up so i tried online dating but that's the problem. We need to change that. Again, two yeah. steps ahead. Oh, no, sure, sure. I'm Come just on, saying the process. Get the programming. It's the process I went through. Make me a robot. Yeah, I, I have to I have to say that I want, as a brief aside, that is behavior that makes no sense to me. Lonely dudes who, who then, the second there's a woman around that remotely shares any of their interests, they scream them out of the room. To me, I, as near as I can tell, it's some cognitive dissonance bullshit where you tell yourself you're lonely because women don't like these things. And then when you see one that does, she must be fake because it is evidence that what you told yourself isn't true, which means you have to then realize that you're lonely because you're maybe not the best person in the world, but you don't want to acknowledge that. So instead, you just attack the insurgent information. Well, it's confidence problems, right? Like instead of being confident, be like, hey, there's a cool person. It's like, oh, I don't want to be like, I don't want this person here anymore because it makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, and all those factors kind of play into the process that I had to go through after I graduated college and started trying to date, at least. So I made an online profile, and it was horrible. Um, I tried to accentuate the most attractive features about myself, which is my mind. So I wrote, like, a five-page thesis on dating. And lo and behold, it attracted nobody. Because who wants that? Uh, I don't even want that. So... Um, I, I basically had some some good friends of mine read the profile and give me some honest feedback, which I initially rejected. Part of that whole thing of like I can't acknowledge that I'm wrong about anything. Still have trouble doing it. Oh yeah, thank you for the. Sorry, we're going back in time. Yes, for the, <laughs> I never fedora'd, thank God, but I was probably pretty close at some points. But once I changed my profile around to be a lot less aggressive. The fedora is coming off. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're transforming. <laughs> wow. <laughs> once I realized that I I was basically putting the onus of a validation on everyone that I approached in any romantic way, which is a really shitty thing to do. And I didn't even know I was doing it. But once I realized I did that, then I went on some, some self-discovery crap, did some long walks at night, thinking through some things, uh, admitted to myself the self-esteem problems I had. And as soon as I did that, it became very easy to like, honestly acknowledge them and then deal with them and become a more like, I guess, more realized human being. So I wrote another profile that was much less, uh, much less never talk to me, essentially, was the undercurrent you of the previous You don't still have these profiles, do you? Oh. That'd be fun. So it just says, I'm rich. It would have been a lot. Yeah. It, was, it was always on OkCupid, and I've since deactivated my account. Mm. The problem it's probably is, still there, though. I mean, the, the most recent one is, but this yeah, is like four or five revisions ago. Yeah. <sighs> this is an, ex, an ex-wife has, has fallen in the path. 
Well, are um, you saying this is? I think you might be hitting on something that, like, I feel like is sort of the core. Is that I, I don't want anyone to feel like we're telling you you need to be in a relationship to be happy because that's never that's not getting a thing will not make you happy. This is what rich people always say. Or like, I have millions of dollars and I'm depressed. It's like getting stuff is not happiness. Being happy with yourself is happiness. Like being, being okay with who you are. Like focus on you first. You're the, like mm-hmm. educate yourself, make yourself healthy. If it makes you happy, you know, things that legitimately bring you happiness and make you feel good about yourself. Is that a fire tiger? Yeah. It's pretty it's a cool. magma tiger. It's so wow. interesting to see what people. Yeah. Dragon Ball, manly, uh, gears like of powerful. War. Yeah, or or I mean, even that is like a lot of Tyler Durden. Yeah, what what I've always found fascinating is no one thinks, or rather, I'm going to stereotype based on myself. Young dudes don't typically think about the other person as I think James has mentioned being a person. Mm. So if you're like, I want to be the dooliest dude ever, I want to be Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. How many women in the world think want to go on a date with Marcus Phoenix? Well, like the other example I always see, it's sort of like. It's sort of the misogynist reply you see with like a John Hamm from, you know, the uh, the Don Draper from mm. Mad Men. And I'm sure people say like, he's the man. And it's like, no, he's a shitbag. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the worst man. Like, he's he's horrible. He's a womanizer. He's a piece of shit. And like, he, he even goes through this whole like journey of self-discovery and it's still mm-hmm. kind of a shithead. But I think a lot of people see like Tyler Durden, like, that's what I want to be. Like, yeah. Tyler sucks. Well, <laughs> a character specifically designed to the be the antagonist shit. of Even, the movie. Uh, the other one too is like the Christian Bale American Psycho. The yeah. the, Christ, the uh, Bateman Patrick is like he was not meant to be put on a pedestal and go. That's that's the perfect well, man. Scarface Even though, is like the classic example of that. Like, every every like fucking uh, <laughs> cribs. Like here's my Scarface poster. He's like he dies at the end. Yeah, I, <laughs> he but sucks. Not everyone is there to interpret the media oh, yeah. the way it is meant to be. Interpreted. I just, I always just imagine they, they got like. a phone call at the last 15 minutes. Like I've never seen the end. Yeah, yeah. I assume no, he but they killed. think that's awesome. He went out in a blaze of glory. That's why they call it blaze of glory. <laughs> He's consumed by his own greed. Yeah, it's a beautiful script written by a cokehead. He destroys everything that's valuable to him. And yes. That's, yeah. It's weird. I, uh, I mean, yeah, you guys are about, I, I think, I think you become an adult once you realize all the lessons that you've absorbed from media and how wrong those can be. Uh, as case in point, I recently rewatched the little shop of horrors. Uh, the Rick Moranis one, not the really old one. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I remember really loving as a kid. And as I was watching it again, I was like, man, this, this narrative is really odd because the main character is a doof and he's pitched as the the nice guy, but he never does anything nice. He's just not abjectly terrible. There's a, uh, Steve Martin plays like a bad boy dentist mm-hmm. who is awesome. And it, it, like the movie shows him abusing his girlfriend that Rick Moranis has a crush on. So she is just sort of a, a, a wilting flower that deserves to be with the nice guy. But in the movie, he never really actually helps anyone and he never does anything good. He just never actually does anything evil. So that's sort of the, and then, of course, in the end, he gets the girl because he was the nice guy. But, like, it's it's weird how powerful that sort of narrative influenced me as I was going through my dating. Because it told me that as long as I didn't just smack a woman in the face, eventually I'd probably get laid. Which is not how it goes at all. Boy, is that not how it goes. Especially if you think about it uh, in reverse. Um, actually, maybe maybe ladies probably have an easier time getting laid. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But, yeah, who who thinks about it in those terms? It's not really that. Two people want to find healthy, uh, constructive mates to spend their life with. None of that is 
really reflected in something so trivial as, oh, he doesn't beat me. So the 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 question is, what is your relationship based on? Is it a physical attraction? Because that's fleeting. Is it being in the moment? Is it having this like hot and serious relationship? That's not going to last. It's like, it's fun to have fun though. There's nothing wrong with having fun. I'm just saying if you're, if you're in it for the long haul, if you're looking for a, something to be, be with somebody, you have to, you have to ask yourself like, am I okay if this person is in a vegetative state but they can still communicate me, c- communicate with me through blinking, and it still makes me laugh. Whew. Like I'm just saying, though. Like that's a, that's a question to consider. Not, not that's probably a little too extreme, but yeah, geez. It's just like, <laughs> can can we entertain each other just by sitting on the couch? You know, hmm. can, will we make each other happy doing simple things? Do or do is it a relationship that is just burning on both ends? You know, and you're just it's always balls of the wall. Like, is is that but, that's not? Yeah, but those aren't decisions you have to make right away in fact those aren't those aren't things where you should ever by the moment you sit down and have to answer that question you should have already answered it a long time ago i'm I'm just going to the the seymour query Mm -hmm. with uh lawrence that that entire relationship is built on a giant death eating or you know a human eating plant yeah now that the plant's out of the situation the fire's gone Mm -hmm. you know she she's just gonna find another bad boy dentist Mm -hmm. after she realizes Oh, this guy was only good that one moment when he killed the plant, and then Seymour's going to be trying to find future plants, and now it's just sad. You know? Seymour two or whatever. Is yeah. there Seymour two? Did Seymour two was baby. the plant. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, they're uh, both Seymour. That's right. Yeah. Feed me. Uh, uh, oh yeah. So uh, I can I'll I'll continue my my revision of OK Cupid's story because mm-hmm. uh, it eventually led me to a woman that I married, uh, and that fell apart. But what you going to do? Man, that man. Do you want to talk about nth level weird relationship stuff? Uh, just to skip ahead a bit, having having to make yourself okay with the fact that a relationship you thought you'd be in for the rest of your life just fizzled and fell apart, and it wasn't anyone's fault, and there's nothing anyone could have done. Well, maybe there was something, but uh, that's man. Uh, to to deal with self esteem in a void is difficult. To reconstruct self esteem after it has been smashed in real life is is a whole other thing. But that's beyond the scope of this conversation. So I uh, revamped my OK Cupid profile, made it a little less fedora, um, messaged some some people. Mostly it's like, I just want a girl who's into video games because that's what I really like. So that's what I looked for in the profile. Uh, you know, I would I would see the photo, but that didn't matter so much as the list of activities because I'm like, I'm just going to sit inside and play video games most of the time. If I can't do that with her, it's not going to really work out. So I found a girl, pretty cute, into video games, messaged her. Uh and I remember that process feeling so much different because I wasn't writing the messages with any desperation anymore. I was like, you know what? I can sit here and play video games by myself if I need to. That's fine. I've been doing that for years. Uh, but it'd be cool if somebody else was here. If you want to be that person, that's cool. If not, that's fine too. Uh, lo and behold, I started getting dates like pretty quickly. Turns out people can tell when you're a weird, emotionally needy creep and when you're not. Um, oh, okay. Well, you, you had like, made a conscious you decision to be yourself. Yes. And and huh. take stock in what you actually find to be a personal value of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And the things that you want. It's like having a savings account, right? Like you always want to have a rainy day fund. Your rainy day fund is your own personal self-worth. So someone may have gone through what you went through with your divorce and come out of it with nothing. Hmm. Like not financially. I'm talking about like with nothing. They would have gone into that hole because it's a black hole and it'll suck you in. And they would have come out with nothing and then they but you honestly probably i don't know how you feel about it but it seems like you came out as a stronger person because i think you were able to tap into some of the self-worth that you had saved up 
over time had been ignoring previous to that probably you don't have to and but the thing is when you're with someone you you enjoy being with you don't have to tap into it at all you just keep throwing every single month you throw a little bit more into the savings account you feel better and better about your life but then when things go south you have this this bucket of things that you can go into to get through the hard times yeah. you know well, it's like the guy who rents the ferrari for the date uh-huh. the picture i was uh-huh. like he's like wow pretty impressive he goes that's right then what do you do after that? You know, yeah. you know, you get laid and then you never call her again. I'm just saying, you, I'm pretty sure that's the end game. Oh, I guess that is it. Yeah, huh? you, sorry, you, I guess I wasn't getting laid. Sorry, I'm not is, thinking like one of these YouTube videos. Yeah, you keep get, playing. Getting laid is more like different than um, than getting a relationship. Yeah, they have though, not, well, f- acquiring, becoming, getting into, being in a relationship. You know, but uh, I think I think that all ties together though because. Uh, to, to slightly tie back to the Aziz thing, there was a situation where one person wanted one thing, one thing and the other person didn't want that thing and the situation got muddled. But if you know what you want going into a relationship or even a date or just talking to someone at a bar and you can tell that they want that thing too, then it's all, it's all fine. Consent is the name of the game. Uh, the problem is when somebody misrepresents what they want. And oftentimes I think that happens without that person even knowing it. Yeah, they don't understand what they want. Exactly. Yes. And mm. that's when it gets creepy. So... Ideally, um, everyone knows what they want before they start to pursue it, but humans are so complicated. It, it's it's the, the surprise and delight thing we all like so much. It's like, if James would just say that one thing I want him to say, I would feel so good. But it's like, you, you know. You tell me to say it. I know. Exa- well, I'm, that's what and I'm I saying now. Even if he did. Oh, right. Well, maybe James isn't a good example. But <laughs> the thing of, like, it, it's, a, it's a thing Jess and I, like, took us years to kind of figure out in our relationship where we'd, like, we had to sit down and go, we need to just be open with each other. If something's bothering one of us, just say it because mm-hmm. it's going to fester. And if we like something, like hammer that home. So like if someone likes hearing a certain thing, let them know. I feel really good when you say that. And I think we it's so much easier for us to be closed off and just expect the other person to be a mind reader mm. and then be upset when they're not. And honestly, you don't want a mind reader because they're going to be poking around in there and they'll do weird <laughs> Weird things. Yeah, I've been to Vegas. Well, I mean, part of that too goes back to what Lawrence said a couple of steps ago, which is one of like the biggest lessons I ever learned is like being okay with yourself and understanding what you want out of life by yourself. Hmm. Like depending on another person to do those things is what makes most relationships unhealthy. Right. And then you break up with somebody and you go through that black hole and you all this stuff and you come back, hopefully learning the lesson that I need to be. I need to be able to do all of these things on my own before I can expect somebody else to do them with me. And like, I, I was 23 or something when I, my last like super long-term thing, I had a girlfriend for seven years up to that point where I was like mid somewhere in my mid twenties, I forget where we broke up. And it was like, it was real fucked for me for a really long time. And then you come back and you're like, okay, this is me. This is what I want. And then you can be, then you can take that and be like, I, I don't care if you do this or that. Go do your thing. I'm going to go do my thing. We'll meet up later. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, I'm, uh, the Adam, to your point, and Omar slightly to yours, I, I feel like this notion that the right person will just know is another thing that comes from media. Because in, in all ways, the perfect relationship is usually depicted as, oh, they just know what I want and I don't have to tell them. Mm-hmm. They're there at the right time. They say the right thing there's a script telling them what to do. Yes. And then that's the thing, you know, real people aren't that way. I think it's possible for people to be on a wavelength and understand each other. But I think it's, it's ridiculous to assume that two humans can form a a relationship uh, that should last for any amount of time and not communicate some very basic things. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I feel like that's another one of those things that you sort of assume based on the nice stories you're told about love and relationships as you're growing up. And then at some point has to be shattered. And there are a lot of a lot of younger relationships that fall apart because there's a lot of assumptions about communication, especially like, I mean, even sexual ones, which relates back to the Aziz Asari uh, story. And also a lot of the ensuing discussion is a lot of a lot of dudes are like, oh, so what I have to ask, like literally ask every time I do anything now. And a lot of ladies are like, yes, actually, that would be really nice because apparently a lot of dudes take a lot of liberties. Um, but the, there's this the assumption. Of the world. No, just well, <laughs> there's this assumption that asking Rob's passion of like stopping down to me like, yo, is this OK? Mm-hmm. Or is it OK if I stick it there? Whatever. <laughs> there's this. Uh, I mean, it is awkward. Absolutely. But these were also the same arguments that people threw around about condoms where it's like, oh, if I have to stop, it's less passionate. I think if if two people are willing to bone they're, they're willing to wait through putting on a condom and they're willing to wait through a small, maybe slightly awkward conversation about what's about to happen and, and is are both people okay with it? Well, also, it's weird. <laughs> sex is a fucking... Sex is a massive spectrum. <laughs> sex can be someone grinding on your dick, right? Until you come in your pants. Boom, I had sex, right? Like, for some people, that's sex. Mm-hmm. For other people, like, oh, I'd much rather take it up the butt than I'd give you a blowjob. Like, like it's different... People have different spectrums for the spectrum of sex, and mm-hmm. like to make sure everyone's clearly at least within the same color, color radius would be nice. Yeah, I think. I think the at least from my perspective, it's always should be never do harm to the other person. Uh, but then there are some relationships where people like to be harmed, mm-hmm. and that's that's not for that. That kind of goes to the Aziz Ansari thing, where I'm like, I understand people have kinks. I am not really one of those people. I don't have. I'm a pretty old-fashioned guy that's like pretty pretty vanilla like maybe strip uh swift head down on the kitchen table yeah you know just put on the saddle and ride (laughs) home you know four to five hours later you're done uh sore and dehydrated but it's like i always feel like i'm not in a place to judge two consenting adults who do one thing but now what we're seeing is people saying now in hindsight that was awkward it's like that happens in a lot of relationships i understand that but I like I, I don't with the Aziz Ansari thing. I don't think I don't think anything's going to accomplish what that person had sought out to be accomplished. I think it just sort of op- for me at least it opened up a window and just saying, "Wow, yeah, sex is awkward for a lot of people. Hmm. Weird. Uh, a lot of people do weird shit. Well, weird, way weirder than I think." There's I do. a conversation about what you believe to be your perception of something. You need to constantly recalibrate with the rest of the world and the people around you. Hmm. I think there's value in that, you know, like, and this goes for anything. This Airbrush. goes for sex. This goes for relationships. Goes for politics. Goes for religion. It goes for walking down the street. Like, sometimes take a minute and go, like, does my perspective is that in tune with the people that are being directly affected? Hmm. And I think there's value in that. You I know, mean, that's like that's the ultimate human value that a lot I of know. people don't have. It's right? what human. It's what human beings, in all of everyone's defense, <laughs> it's what human beings are probably the worst at. Empathy. Uh, it's not empathy. Oh. It's just it's just comparing your perspective of the world with everyone uh, else's, and then yeah. trying to figure out if there's cohesion there, and then mm-hmm. how to resolve that cohesion in a way that involves the least number of people being upset by. I was like, politics is like the number one thing. I always feel like where someone goes. That person disagrees with me. Fuck them. And it's like, well, think about it from their perspective and then maybe get well, up a mutual understanding. And ge- But the thing is, generally the way it goes is someone goes, that person agrees with me. I'm right. But yeah. all you did was you just kept 
scrolling until you found the person that agrees with you, you know, right. or something like that. So the, the bias confirmation well, yeah, of the world. That's bias. that's what yeah. societies are. Sociology is just constant, you know, constant measuring of how that works. So it's natural human inclination, mm -hmm. you know. That's uh, just how these beasts are designed. But yeah. if you want to step out of the jungle. Yeah. <laughs> well, watching these uh, testosterone videos playing at 30 frames a second yeah. that Lawrence keeps playing, uh, I, I'm learning that I need more of a leader, uh -huh. less yeah. of a follower. Yeah. It's a lot of that shit. Yeah. Well, people talk yeah. about toxic masculinity. I, th I think whether, whether it exists or not, I'm not here to get into that debate. All I can say is that for me personally growing up, there were, there were certain traits that were perceived as purely good. Um, being a leader, purely good. Um, being attractive, purely good. Being able to like that James Bond sense where you can talk to anyone and have them fall in love with you. That the idea that that is entirely in your control. Charisma. Exactly. Yes. Charisma. Um, that's something that that took me a while to to sort of rid my rid my brain of because once that idea is implanted, then suddenly it's your fault when you're not attractive. And I'm sure a lot of human beings feel that way. It's probably not just a dude thing. I'm sure it's not. I've heard a lot of. Ladies say the same, but once you sort of, once you sort of dismiss that guilt or that judgment, then suddenly things become a lot easier. It becomes a lot easier to see yourself and your value and what your actual problems are in addition to your virtues. Well, I and I hope that that is ultimately the takeaway we can get out of that article. I don't know what its agenda was other mm -hmm. than some lady to say that I had a bad evening and I want people to know about it. Uh, also, the timing of it's a little odd. I think it was based on the fact that he won a Golden Globe. So the lady in question was like, ah, oh, this is so hard for me to watch. I have to tell my story. Oh. Fine, whatever. But I think personally having no information or guidance or no one to bounce off of growing up, all I had was media. Hopefully talks like this or even hard rules like you have to ask every time. Hopefully stuff like that can make the process a little smoother for other people. Yeah, even if it's not asking every time, it's like, and I think this is something that happened with that article. I think every single dude who's ever been with a woman went, like they just, they stopped and they went, yeah. like, could an article, like not necessarily this article, but could anything be written about me based off any of the actions oh, that yeah, I yeah. took throughout my entire life, no matter how boring and how lame, mm -hmm. like I'm a virgin. Did I, did I like? Do? Did I like? Well, like you have to like. I think it kind of made everyone do that, mm -hmm. and I don't think that it should be a shock to do that. But I think if you get into that pattern of behavior where you don't necessarily feel shame, but you actually are 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 willing to do that, mm -hmm. like self reflection, self reflection, and yeah, like yeah. just think yeah. how your actions can affect those around you. Again, not necessarily related to sex or relationships in life. Mm -hmm. Like I think there's value in that. Um, the problem is when you make it seem like 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 we're gonna get you for it i think you're less likely like if it's a gotcha thing it feels like you're less likely you're gonna walk away. you're gonna immediately get defensive and go like no 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 like like she was totally cool like kind right. of thing like that's the nat that's again a human reaction well that's yes i was just thinking now of like i really i always hate the journalist perspective where you have an interaction with someone you talk to them hey how you doing oh good you know blah blah and they write an article about you or something and it's like his beady eyes struck me. Yeah. He, his, his idiotic grin lingered, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. I just said hi. <laughs> yeah. like, it's called storytelling. Yeah. I know well, that it's the uh, In, the freaking harmonics, the the, oh, yeah. the polygon the, thing, like oh, right. cream puff. Yeah, rock the appetizers puff. dripped upon the plate, and, uh, and there's like there's some dude who had a couple, 
you know, tall boys like, I'm having a great time. This yeah. is good. And there's the over analytical D-bags. I mean, the happen. thesaurus open on the side. Yeah, to make sure okay. It happens to us every single day and every yeah. single comment on every single thing where someone implies something. And yeah. That's a moment where you have to go, you do What's those self-reflection oh, yeah. and then you do take stock of like, no, I was fine. Yeah. Oh and then it's a, then it becomes a shortcoming of the person who made that accusation. Like, they did not take a minute. Or, and say, I mean, maybe and understanding, weird. like, make sure your perspective is correct. Like, you think it's fine, but like, still acknowledging other people's yeah. perspective. Well, like, this is what the article reminded me of. Any, I've seen those like those moments where it happens with us. Mm-hmm. We're in our little weird bubble. But like, so like an event like RTX or PAX, where you people wait in line to meet you, and for us the interaction is hi, hi, okay, picture, bye, nice to meet you. Sometimes someone talks to you. But then, like, you'll see a post on, like, a Tumblr or something of, like, I my father had passed or was dying of a, a disease, and I, they just didn't acknowledge it. And it's like, you never – you didn't say anything. Right, but you should have known. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah. And then they get mad at you for reading it um, because that Those was Those are my private. private thoughts posted publicly on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah. And I and tagged you're, you. You're just ripping your hair. Come How on. dare you? Yeah, but human beings are complex things. Yep. If you take stock in yourself and yeah. you have that founda- that savings account, you read something like that and you go – Nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. Like I think I, I think I was okay there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll try and consider that person's perspective, but I'm not gonna go cut myself tonight because of what happened to that person's parents. And in also, I would say in human beings' defense, maybe more specifically of human beings, our community, most people are more inclined to say something to the opposite, mm-hmm. where it's like, our, I was actually going through something, yeah. I didn't mention to them to anything, but they were just genuinely nice, everyone was so kind, and it just made, allowed <clears throat> me to walk away yeah. feeling better about everything. I, I was not citing an example. No, I, I know. I, our community has actually always been really good. I've just read other things where they're like, yeah. I met Stan Lee, and it was the worst thing in the world. It's like, dude's got yeah, never like, meet your heroes. He's yeah. gone. <laughs> Yeah. Also, we shouldn't be your heroes ever. We're just some no. dudes. Yeah, it's just dudes. perspectives. And oh, stuff. you guys missed it at lunch. Uh-oh. I got noticed at, oh. uh, at the old restaurant. Guy said, Miles, I'm a big fan. Oh, cool. I watched a lot of Red versus Blue. That's awesome. And then as we're walking out to Bruce, he goes, later, Adam. Uh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah, somebody, okay. sent me, All right. somebody sent me a message about like doing something with charity. And I've been trying to kick up those conversations a little more. Mm. And then he was like, yeah, you could come by and even bring your wife, Jess, and maybe Bruce could come. And I'm like, hmm. Who do you think I am? You didn't get the names right. <laughs> you should do it. I should, yeah. I was just doing this weekend. Uh, you should just... I, I think we're... Yeah. Rent a full-size bear costume, show up and go, this is who you asked yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> you had no fucking idea, uh, did you? <laughs> uh, but speaking of speaking of getting a, a comely young lass back to your apartment, you want to make sure you're equipped? I think we just took... 10 steps yeah, back. Ten I steps did. Backwards. What the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm talking about Adam's wife. There's no put, link there. If you want to sleep soundly knowing that your personal <laughs> stock is is healthy Actually, and Adam, see if, you can, see if you can ring toss it on my head from over there. Yeah, sure. Uh, Adam's going to Adam's gonna try to fedora me up. Oh. Mm. Okay. I'm Bit of an strong. Overshot. Well, I think the, the brim on that fedora catches a little more wind than you might think. Uh, anyway, Casper is sponsoring this podcast. They make mattresses. You can have sex on them. Uh, but they're new wave tech mattresses. I've had my Casper mattress for like three years now. The thing that I find impressive is it's not, it's not getting the lumps, man. It's still holding shape. At this point, this is about when there'd be a chasm about the width of my body developing in my mattress, which typically, I mean, it has been comfortable in the past and then I get back issues. So it's not all good, but Casper is awesome. It's made out of, uh, some like latex memory foam hybrid. It's new tech. Uh, it's breathable. 
It's not it's not hot. I always get hot when I sleep, so it's been nice having something that breathes a little bit. And you know what? It's American. So at the end of your successful date, when you're going to town, you can have sex on something made right here in the USA. And that's the best sex you'll ever have. Uh, and they have a 100-night return policy. The idea being that you're not going to figure out how a mattress feels just by laying on it for a few minutes or even one night. So they give you 100 days or 100 nights to try it out. And if you don't like it, you can return it. So there's, it's kind of a risk-free trial kind of thing. Uh, you can get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash dudesoup and using code dudesoup at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Once more, that's $50 on select mattresses by going to casper.com slash dudesoup and using code dudesoup at checkout. I recommend it thoroughly. Uh, every night is a, is a dream for me. Yeah, that's right. Because you, you have a mirror. Yes, I get to like, see myself. That's me sleeping with me. <laughs> Good night, me. Good night, me. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a I had a mind freak, but I'll save it. Sure. So many mind freaks. We got a hard net, net hard. All right, we got cat piano classics. Everyone knows them and loves them. Uh, this one's kind of odd. Uh, it's gonna take a little bit of explaining. So first up, we'll we'll do cat piano real quick. Let me make sure. Oh, that's a good mind freak. I just read it. Oh, well, thank you, Adam. I was watching uh. A little bit of that movie last night. Actually, you know what? I'll get into it. Fuck it, because it kind of relates to the topic at Go hand. For it. I just, I'll talk about Blade Runner all day. Yeah, so Agent K, the, the like, bizarrely for being the most non-emotive character in the movie. Uh, spoilers, Rebel Clint. But uh, he, uh, he goes through a narrative arc, which is kind of interesting, that I thought was particularly smart because it's, it's sort of the same emotional pro- process that a lot of young men go through. So, again, spoilers, uh, but essentially he... he has issues about not being special since he's a manufactured uh, living person. He works in a routine that doesn't seem to go anywhere. He just kind of does whatever his boss tells him. Uh, he has no meaningful relationships except with uh, a AI hologram lady uh, that eventually that doesn't end well either. So there's essentially this crush of all of these real world realizations that typically hit someone when they're like 25 of that. My life ultimately isn't important because I'm in a world full of people and my actions are not super important. I may have maybe been in a serious relationship that turns out was very superficial or or it fell apart faster than I was expecting. So the love that I thought was real was entirely illusionary. Uh, and now I have to figure out how to continue existing in this world with all of the value that I had put on my life has just completely evaporated. I thought it was pretty interesting because I've gone through similar feelings where a lot of the things that I thought were important uh, were destroyed or, or left my life. And it's, uh, it sucks. And, but I thought it was particularly smart of the movie to have a, a male character of that age going through a, I guess, an analog of what a lot of humans go through, or some humans, at least mm-hmm. I did. So I, uh, that movie resonated with me pretty well. I thought it, I thought it also, through, even through a robot, had a lot of, uh, a lot of the emotional issues that, that dudes do. When they're uh, they're humans do you and call growing them robots up. or just skin jobs? I don't know, replicants. Oh, not- you can't say skin jobs, Adam. Yeah, that's, that's not your term. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's what they call him. It was very, oh, it was really nice. Oh, and he comes back to work and all the cops are like, "Fuck off, skin job!" And he's like, eh. "Yeah, yeah." Got graffiti on his door and everything. Oh man, such and a good movie. That's also the this, this self-imposed exclusionism. I because you know being a nerd, I'm like, oh, everybody hates me, but I'm true to myself, so therefore I'm I'm the good guy. Like a lot of that invented narrative is also sort of reflected in the movie. It's not necessarily that Agent K thinks he's awesome because everybody hates on him, but that's certainly how I how I reconstituted any negative feedback I got mm. from the world. It's about feeling special and then realizing you, you're not. You made negative feedback turn into you feeling good about yourself? Is that what you just Sort said? of. I used it to empower myself. So people would 
like dudes would like tease me or bully me with, I think the intention of you have to conform essentially like you are acting way too weird and you get way too excited about video games. So we're just going to like razz you about that to sort of give you the social feedback uh, that you should not do that so much. To me, that was like, oh, they're just bullying me. So I'm going to double down on being that nerd because to change would be to abandon what makes me special and all that stuff. So I sort of, I used negativity or any kind of antagonism to double down on my way of life, which is not the smart thing to do. Okay. So in, 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 in all, it was a negative thing. Yes. It, it was a bad behavioral pattern that I had to eventually break myself of. So I guess we'll get on an, on into hard netting. Uh, or I don't know if you guys have any lingering topics of. I, I feel like there's labor. like one one aspect of that whole thing that we didn't totally talk about, but we danced around. Sure, is like you know going out and meeting new people and how and and the like anxiety a lot of people have now with talking to people because they think they're going to offend somebody right away, mm. and how you like get over that like going to a bar and walking up to somebody and not being like felt as you're attacking them in their safe space or whatever. And a lot of the, like, all of the things that we said all apply. It's like, if you're be yourself and not some crazy asshole trying to do, like, having this crazy agenda of getting laid right then, they're not going to feel attacked. You're not going to feel attacking. And, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, it's like approaching a stray dog. Like, <laughs> if you're approaching the stray dog, like, real, like, how they can sense. Yeah. You know, I'm not. I'm I love not, the implications I, this of is that. just like but, humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think humans can get a sense of like, what's this person? Yeah. Like, what are they Why doing? Why are they dancing towards me? Why are me they like coming this? towards yeah. me like this? What are their intentions? But if you just are like, oh, a dog, and you go to do it, you're only going to get bit if something's wrong with the dog, not wrong with you. You yeah. know, like, hmm. I don't know. I, I will. Like, the thing I've read, because I, I have like social anxiety issues too, and like I've read things online of like how to do well in a, you know, a social setting. And like the thing I've, learn it's the common thread is just ask questions don't make it about you that's true the, the thing the number one killer conversation killer so omar i'm like hey so uh what kind of car do you drive like, uh, no, no 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 you, you give me an answer. he's gonna conversation i'm, I'm saying kill. i'm conversation yeah. so i'm like i drive a prius oh that's cool i drive a different car than you i love this car man my car is good i like my car you just used omar as a prompt to talk about yeah yourself. exactly don't to don't street value yeah it's the uh don't wait for the person to stop talking just to talk about yourself. Just hmm. as an exercise. Hey, if you're having trouble out there. So, so Omar, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, I drive a Prius. Go on. Oh, I like it because it goes far with little gas. Tell me more. <laughs> and it looks like a future car. What color is it? It is gray. How many wheels does it have? <laughs> Where do well, you live? <laughs> well, the, so the, the, the two things I've seen the most are just ask questions like that. Like not personal questions, general things. And always um, like uh get any vacations coming up because then you like people wanted to always want to talk like that's the thing people are always like kind of striving well you for. value their lives hmm. you put yeah. value into, well, into yeah. what they Let, have to say. like it's called you... active listening yeah and it's a skill that you have to develop if you mm -hmm. don't talk to a lot of people a lot yeah. and also like my my point was like don't be scared to approach people because you think you're going to offend them or mm -hmm. attack them or whatever like if you're going to be calm and yourself and you're going to talk to them about calm things they'll either ask you to not talk to them and then you say okay sorry go and you go away or you continue to talk to a person and you figure out whether or not you have anything in common. Mm -hmm. Like the, the fear of offending people, I think gets in the way of a lot of people doing stuff. Absolutely. And, and obviously it's there for a reason because th there's people being way too aggressive and stuff. And like, I'm not discounting that like pe like women and men too, like they get attacked in a lot of places. They get cornered and stuff like that. Like that's all shitty behavior, but you shouldn't be afraid to offend somebody if you go up and talk to them, if you're in a situation where you're in a public place with mm -hmm. yeah. stuff like that. Well, and, and 
the act of listening happens even before someone's talking. Yeah. People send conscious and unconscious cues that get, and there's, there's loads of studies out there. Typically when a dude's horny, he will, willingly ignores them. Um, which is not to say he sits down and like, I have a boner. I'm going to ignore all context. It's more of a biological thing. It just happens, which sucks. But, uh, if a lady's like sitting in a bar and she's closed up and turned away from people and just like drinking her drink and looking at a TV, she's kind of already demonstrating she doesn't want to be approached. Maybe she's just having her own time. A lot of women aren't waiting for you to walk up and talk to them. Some of them might be, but you can kind of read that and trust your instincts in that regard. Uh, and if you can tell that someone is not into talking to you, sometimes they don't have to say go away, but they can say it in a lot of ways. If they're yeah. not making eye contact, if they're turning away from you, if you ask them questions and they give very short answers that don't invite more questions or invite conversation, she might be shy, but that's also not your problem. So just move on. That's it. Um, I, I used to have this hang up of like, oh, but what if she was the one? She's demonstrably not the one because she's not interested in talking to me, but that never really factored into it. So uh, Not now, at least. Yeah. You not know? yet. Once no, I come back saying, with like, the... It's a time thing. Again, it's not about acquiring or yeah, getting. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's time. So I don't know. Maybe you see her in there the next night yeah. and you're a familiar face and she's like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. And that's it. Yep. And then the next week, because you're going to a place with people, maybe she sees you talking to other people in a normal way. And then the the defenses start to come down. But it's not something that you can solve. It's not something for you to solve. It's not a problem to be solved. Just got to be a got to be an adjusted person, which sucks. Uh, Zikoro is over here tweeting in the comm center. Says, I think that is my problem. I want somebody to tell me I'm doing good. To tell me to ignore that voice in my head that I am worthless because I can't do it for myself. That is a part of me that is hard to change because I always doubt myself. Uh, yeah, when you, when you doubt yourself and there's no information there to tell you you shouldn't, it kind of keeps happening. So if you're not getting dates and then you're getting a complex about getting dates, that only makes getting a date even harder because then suddenly you have a complex about it and self-esteem issues and you have a need for validation. It also might change your perspective on what you think is a good and a bad date, which could be even worse. Because yeah. then you go down a path that isn't healthy for anyone. Yeah. That sounds like somebody who needs to go to talk to somebody specifically about mm-hmm. social anxiety issues and Just stuff. Like, start looking at it. Like aware. That's awareness, right? Yeah. Demonstrates awareness. Yeah. That is step one. Awareness yeah. is step one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well said, everybody. So we yeah, hopefully we fixed everything. <laughs> we solved it. We're the yeah. best. It so was smart. We said we said girl and girlfriend and stuff like that, but it goes both ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah any yeah. Re- any human Sorry. like being a little gender normative or whatever. But yeah. Like it goes it goes both ways. Just speaking from our perspective. Yeah. Yep. Uh, love who you love. Hopefully, Doesn't the, matter what kind of hole they have. There you go. Also, know that you're All fallible. Work. Like, you can't. Maybe you are. <laughs> you can't. You can't get a hundred percent correct in terms of your empathy or your personal perspective every single time. Just to be aware of it and take stock in it and take responsibility for your life. It's funny. Here's a another brief side story. There was a. So when I was first hitting up Stephanie on OkCupid. Okay we had initially made uh, a date plan and then she was like, Oh, I'm busy at work. And part of my head was like, okay, like maybe you are, maybe you aren't. But if you're saying no, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I don't care. So I, I just went home and like streamed and she watched it. And cause she was actually working. Turns out she was being honest, but she was interested in me. So she was watching that. And she, for her seeing me interact with other people uh, was something that made her feel more confident about going on the date. So she, there was like, there was some two dudes who were like getting in a, a bitch fit in chat. And I was just like, hey, stop it. Like I basically quelled, quelled, quelled that shit immediately. And that's one of those signals that like, I'm not a completely well-developed human and I'll never be. But 
that was one of those things where like if I'd reacted to it differently, it may have put her off in any way. But people people can perceive your wellness as a human being in a number of ways. And saying the right thing in the right order in a, on a date is not one of them. It is one. Well, it is one of them, but it's not the main one. A lot of people think it's kind of to what James was saying, that it's purely about that encounter. And if you nail it and you win. But uh, life is long and meandering. It's a dimmer switch. Yeah. Sometimes it's about what you don't say. A dimmer switch is a good. <laughs> well said. Well said, everybody. I'm proud of you. You guys are all well, well-developed men we until that article comes out, I Adam. Know. I know. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I, I've definitely I'm sorry done for that. what I did or didn't do. I wrote I'm, it. I've taken inventory of my past and been like, shit, what's going to, what can come out? No. Uh, luckily, not much because I was inside the whole time playing video games. So <laughs> Yeah, you were inside something. Yeah, it was. All right, let's hard net, hit net hard. So first up, we got Cat Piano Classics, a little night music for you guys. It's a cat. It's also shaped like a cat. Like, well, like a a cartoon cat with yeah. large teeth that I are like, piano keys. I like the pop music that they do because it's always the lyrics that he does in the meows yeah. and not like the music part. Yeah. <laughs> Let me find a good one. Yeah, he did uh, Inner Sandman, which is pretty good. Oh, Fear Elise. Your name. Your name. Getting in there. Eruption. Mermaid Festa Cat Volume 1. What is this sorted by? Date or popularity? Uh, it's just, oh, yeah, let me sort with popularity. I imagine Sandstorm, I'm guessing. What Redbone would sound like if it were a cat piano? What's Redbone? I don't know. Hmm. Apparently, I've clicked on it. We've been down this whole. Oh, before. Childish Gambino song. We have exactly been yep, down this. Yeah, we did this. We've done this all before. <laughs> okay, this has been on here for eight weeks now. Yeah, it's a, it's a reigning champ. Um, I mean, it's hard to beat. Sense. That is a pretty. Well, what it's, what's it going against? Oh, nice. What? Oh, you're right. It is always vocals. All right, so I this hope- one. I'm going to call this this one hit HD in the lower right because he puts that in all of his video titles for some reason. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because he wants you to hit the thing, hit the gear. Yeah, but it doesn't HD. say HD it anymore. But so it, oh, yeah. it did years ago, mm-hmm. but the, his latest upload is five hours ago, and it still says hit HD in the lower right. What is this? And then the title of the video? Oh, yeah. So he has the same title for every video? No, because there's Cricket Match, Marine Service, Call Me, Gayo. Well, here. What is, so what is the theme of this? It's always uh, all of the videos have in the title hit HD in the lower right. Except for some of them. No, all of no, them all do. Of them. Uh, yeah, some of them but just But then after HD. that, it changes. Got to get it in 10 Yeah, hit like HD yeah. on the lower right, Lawrence. Oh, you got to watch it. So what changes now that it's in HD? It looks better. No, nothing changes. Oh. Now the blurriness is intentional. But he didn't make this video, right? He just stole it? No, he made them because he's been doing this for years. All of his videos are essentially just whatever footage he shoots right. when he's out and about. Good uh-huh. contender here. And then he does like weird pans and zooms and filters just over parts of it. What's his most popular one? This. Oh, with me? Or with <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it goes back to the cricket. Whoa. And then, oh yeah, there's always a screen of like a, like a, a title page for a thesis about how dudes like date or something. Can we see another one? Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, he writes them. Okay, he's selling them. My bad. I just put that together. All right. Uh, so let's see what else we got. What's Holidays, his, weekends. What's his most popular video? Go with we- oh, you want to see that? Okay, let's see here. Next Uh-oh. installment, 720p. Wedding up to 4K? One year ago? Okay, well, he's been he's been straying from his HD a little bit. I mean, I'm guessing this is popular just because the thumbnail implies a man's going to get mauled by a tiger. Is that the dude, you think? Yeah, he's in all of his... He's in, he's in all the videos. Hmm, I haven't checked out that URL. Huh? 
What is happening? He put the G's on her. Why did he do that? What is, what's the net part that's hard other than me? Well, the editing style is interesting. Uh, I like that he's still putting hit HD in the lower right. That's pretty... There's there's just a dream here, I think, and well, I don't know... There's a lot of video left. Uh, I feel like the the bummer about this, though, is he's selling something, right? Like, this is all in service to sell something? Is it? Well, the man's got to oh. make his dollar. Wow, real tiger. How did he run to the tiger? Wow. This is very Neil Breen of him. Yeah, right? No way that's swishing. Oh! Whoa! <laughs> What's happening? I, this music is pretty dope, though. Whoa. Tiger versus dinosaur. Oh. No. Dinosaur versus dinosaur. Like that stroke to cover up the, the green screen line. There's a narrative here, I'm just not following it. That was pretty cool. Yo, I gotta wipe off my mouth. Throw me that. This just feels like a commercial for his clothing line. His brand? Well, yeah. What is, go to the website. Uh, what was it again? Uh, here we go. J, gjohnce.com. Okay. Please be up. I think it's Jones. Oh, of course, timing up to 4K. Let's go. He's got a brand to protect, I guess. It's also not 4K. I vote for Piano Cat. <laughs> Does Piano Cat do a cover of the G. Johns <laughs> theme? Dot com theme? Uh, not yet, but hopefully soon. He was pretty delighted to get to get mentioned on the how did he get a square embed of a YouTube video that doesn't go up to 4k despite the title G Johns is an accurate portrayal of the city of Portland and surrounding areas everyone on this site is a product of either Oregon or Clark County Washington unless otherwise specified and then Metropolis just by itself thank you oh, so he's not calibration selling, he's not selling anything at all first and last name what's about Oh, there's aesthetics. Clean, 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 clean. Aesthetics, daily infographs, okay. industry, interviews, text. Well, let's see what the about page says. Ooh. Oh, you can pay for him to appear at your club. $2,000 an hour for Sunday church service. Zero is for free. This is school. Oh, for school. That's oh, nice. Yeah. an HD yeah. video? It is. Good to see you again. Thanks for Thank coming you. back. Wanted no worries. to tell you a quick story that happened 20 years ago today. A neighborhood called Rosemont in the city of Sacramento. It was a clear blue day, and it just so happened to be the last day of eighth grade. Walking through the neighborhood with a couple of other kids. Ooh. Wait, he opened him up again. What? No way! Yeah, I think we're done here. Anyone else? I want to see where this is going. Okay. Is that a real tattoo? <laughs> I think at this point we're uh, just stealing other Do you think any of it's real? Videos. I don't think any of them are either. I haven't right? exactly dawned on us that there was How an to be appropriate clear? way. Can, 
Okay, can I throw in an audible? Remember how Bruce was on PewDiePie's video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I don't know. That doesn't count. Do you think he he knew that was Bruce? No, he doesn't know who Bruce is. I don't think so. He's he called Bruce Mad Lads, probably. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's what Bruce's yeah, Instagram is. I know. Or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess that's nothing pretty hard, but. Uh, no, I, I'm, that doesn't count. Can't work off that. Is that a giant vagina mouth right there? Oh. Like it's a cat piano. Yeah. No. The, the second. Oh, this? The Gauntlet I HD? The act of mad ladding would be hard netting, not PewDiePie looking yeah. at mad lads. And mad ladding is, is, is it's time honored. No, no, no. It's, we all know mad It's ladding. fine. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying. If, so, if mad ladding had come out facts. yesterday. Are we going to vote? Yeah, let's vote. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but let's go anyway. Uh, Adam already threw in for cat piano. A thousand times cat piano. All right. Uh, James, what are you thinking? I'm gonna go G. John. Ooh, G. Johns. I see a lot of potential here, creative potential. Um, Whoa, do you see that craziness? And uh, you don't often see, often see this kind of comedy coming out of the rural side of Portland. <laughs> so I'm excited for the potential here. Yeah, Tanya Harding. He definitely up. has a style and a tone that he set up all himself. And I like cutting yep. back and forth between all the different aspect ratios. <laughs> and the fact that it's HD. Don't forget that. And yeah. That, uh, that significant. Whatever he deems to be <laughs> HD. That'll, that'll hit your production pipeline pretty hard. All right, Omar, deciding vote. Cat uh, Piano Classics or G. Johns? I was going to go G. Johns too. Oh, yeah. I was leaning away from it because I thought he was just like, it was like a shitty way to sell his like self-help pamphlet or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the dude's just doing it because he's weird. Yeah, he's not helping anybody. No, he's not helping uh, a single person. <laughs> oh, car thrown at him. Yeah. Get out of the way, Johns. That's now a Yeti uh, of some kind? Well, that car thing is, that's a phone app. <laughs> I've seen that before. No, that was none, like the of, none of this is, Whoa, this is all real. Sick. This gun got way man. cooler. Oh, man. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I'm okay with this boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm a... oh. Man, he's got a, a natural sense for filmmaking. Also, it's in 60 FPS, but only yeah. the titles. Oh, there's the, uh, that's his brand, I guess. All right, well, uh, we, got a new, we got a new winner, everybody. <laughs> And with why is his tie so short? Anyway, with that, we're gonna gonna bid you a good day. Thank you for watching. Um, I would say take our lessons to heart, but the lesson kind of is that there is no lesson. Just uh, just be humble, uh, talk to people, and listen to what they have to say, even if they're not saying it, which is a weird thing to say. But anyway, thank you for watching. Uh, thanks for our sponsors. Thanks to my lovely panelists of sex havers, all of you, even you, Omar. I believe in you. And uh, we'll catch you next week. We got the post show coming up right after this, if you're watching live. So we're going to look at fan art, talk about some cool stuff, let you guys uh, blow us away with your comments and insights about, about getting laid. That's always a good time. But for now, thank you for watching. We'll see you next week. Have a good week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.